The Financial Safari News Network is proud to present America's 401k show. A place where your retirement questions are answered, solutions are offered, and tough stuff explained. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and IRAs, as well as interviews with financial experts to help you earn more for retirement. Now, let's join our safe money correspondent, Steve Siddall, on America's 401k show. Well, folks, this is the time of the show where we go out across the world and find someone who's making a difference. And like always, this week is no exception. We've got a return visitor. Now, it's been about oh, over a decade since he's been on last. His name is David Webb. And David has been entertaining and informing the public for decades from music to talk in Boston, Houston, Dallas, New York City, and in syndication, now satellite radio and television, he's host of the David Webb Show on Sirius XM Patriot 125, and he's also on Fox Nation. He's a Fox News contributor. He's all over the place on The Hill and Breitbart News also. His name is David Webb. And, David, uh, where are you joining us from today? Miami, Florida. Oh, that's a nice place to be. Miami. Yeah, you know, after the Bourbon Festival in Kentucky this weekend, it's nice to come home and decompress. <laughs> Tell me about the Bourbon Festival. Did you go to uh, Blends? Uh, we didn't get to the distillers. The distillers came to us. I got to tell you, I was surprised and happily so. Uh, they're a 31-year festival in Bardstown just outside of Louisville. And, man, have they got it dialed in. I tried – actually, my one of my favorites was the 1792 Barrel proof uh, by Blanton's, among others, but a real tasting, real experience, real food, great people. And, you know, one of the reasons I love this country, there's so much to see and do. <laughs> You're right about that. And you never run like a lot of people get on. They run to the airport and they go like overseas where they could be having a lot of fun and seeing a lot of cool things right in their own state believe it or not, especially here oh, in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, and so a lot know, of we're, If you think about our country, if I could for a second, you look across America and include the islands and territories, we contain every climate on the planet, yeah. from rainforest to high desert to low desert and everything in between. I mean, look, I love traveling, love seeing the world. There's a lot to see out there. None of us will ever get to see all of it. <laughs> it <Yeah>. just isn't <laughs> possible. But you can do a lot in America and still never get through it. Now, where were you born, David? I was born in the Caribbean. I was born in Jamaica, West Indies. Nice. And But I have a family. And then just a couple of weeks ago on Labor Day, my mother and I went up to visit the family uh, gravestones, plural, that date back uh, pre-revolution in Gilbertsville, New York, on the Donaldson side. So we have a family history that goes back. Uh, for this country, for Jamaica, for others, and like a lot of people, you know, you start digging into your background, you find out there's a lot more in common that brings us together. I stayed in Jamaica like three or four years ago, right before COVID came in. In our, our resort, there was a jerk chicken shack there. And the cool thing about that, it was all inclusive. So you could go by the shack anytime you wanted. They give you half a jerk chicken. <laughs> so I think I probably had about <laughs> 20 chickens a day there, it seemed like. And I love jerk chicken. <laughs> Well, you know, it's okay to make them an endangered species <laughs> once in a while. Speaking of endangered species, uh, what do you think about the Inflation Reduction Act? And, and the the dollar seems to be in danger right now, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've got 
however someone looks at it, and I, I can't tell you for sure, we've got a committed group of ideologues that go way beyond Keynesian economics. We've got a committed group of people that want government to have more intrusion in our lives. We want gov they want government to be in control of our wants and needs. And in order for that to work, you've got to have a dependent class. Well, in any society, how do you get a dependent class? You undercut the economy of all the things that we need in society to work, right? Culture, safety, community, all the things, uh, legislative bodies and everything. If the economy doesn't work, then people are more easily controlled. People are more easily influenced. And it's not unique to America. They've, they've done this across the board in other nations. I'll give you a stark but quick example in Chile in 1975, give or take some months, a group known as the Chicago Boys went to Chile. Milton Friedman, among others, the economist, one of the leaders of that group, they restructured Chile's economy. They grew it. And from 1975 forward, it became the nation with a stronger economy, highest per capita income, and an education system that was flourishing, raising the next generation, a workforce, etc. The Marxists went into Chile. They took on critical class theory as the attack here, critical race theory in America. And just a couple of weeks ago, thankfully, and we don't know where it goes, they voted down by about 62 to 68 percent a Marxist constitution in Chile. Societies can change if you destroy the economy. We don't know the future of Chile, but right now Chile is socialist run. And if they get their way further on to a, to a, Marxist, a Marxist constitution, which would further destroy that country, this is the belief of some of the hard left and the outcome of what they do, no matter what they tell you in the form of, oh, it's just a little form of socialism or not really what you say it is. Well, the outcomes, not just in Chile, but in other countries, in Colombia with the election of Pietro, with others, th this is a very real strategy and it's being employed here in America. Yeah, uh, folks, we're talking to David Webb. He's host of the David Webb Show on Sirius XM Patriot 125. David, you know, it's it's always fun to, to have other people's money. Free stuff is great until you run out of other people's money, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, Margaret Thatcher gets the credit, but the reality there was that's what happened in the United Kingdom. Socialism, health care failed, all these other things failed. And when they were out of other people's money, they then became the, the wards of the state and the state couldn't afford it. Yeah, it's 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 very concerning to a lot of folks who study the economy to see this happening, because if we don't have enough workers, we're not going to have enough products. And therefore, it doesn't matter what the cost is if it's not available. And, and we're seeing this firsthand. What about all the you know, and I'm, I just casually watch the Internet every now and then. And supposedly a lot of food processing companies are either burning down, exploding or going out of business. That's worrisome to me, because one thing I know is we need food to live. Yeah. I mean, uh, everybody eats every day. Let's just keep it simple, right? That's how it works. I, I looked into that and I, you know, wasn't able to go as deep as I wanted to just, you know, call it just, I wasn't able to. 
Uh, there are a number of issues. For some of those plants, it was actually a maintenance problem. They, you know, they spun them up after being shut down for COVID. Again, lack of workforce, proper protocols. Right. Uh, and that's not new in the industry, but it should not, what shouldn't be left off the table is a proper investigation into some form of attack. It's not new that there are enemies of the United States and documented cases where they will go after electric power plants. Uh, people, you know, have been whether eco terrorists or Islamist terrorists have literally been arrested outside of electric plants. Conducted surveillance. You look at water treatment plants. These are the core of our society. Imagine if you change the formula in a water treatment plant. In agriculture, it's not as if you spin up the next day and you make a new car because you got the lineup and running at the plant. You have to plant, grow, and those gaps can cause real food deserts for Americans, not to mention from an economic standpoint, exports to other nations, which fuels the economy, fuels those companies, and feeds those families that work there. Yeah, it's 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 just a, it's crazy right now. There's so many. I guess we're we're in a 24/7 news cycle, so you hear these things, but then you start trying to you try trying to connect the dots, and many times the dots won't connect. One of the things that I, I really want to talk about here is the inflation and issues like market volatility impacting the country today, as well as the media's inability, it seems, to to want to use the word recession. Maybe they'll start using recession when we go into a depression. But why why is the media? so skeptical and why are they so uh, it seems like when i grew up the media was uh, was the watchdog and now it seems like the media is a lapdog for for certain parties yeah hey, look the short form of that explanation is over the years uh, those who entered the media field started out as reporters the uh, the dishonest crowd who didn't follow the w's right who what where when why and then of course the how in their reporting they became the editors in these newsrooms and i've worked in newspaper television and radio currently and those editors make the editorial decisions about what gets published and how it gets angled. And we see that in papers like the New York Times that have gone from paper of record to the paper you wouldn't wrap fish in. And when you look at them, they have an enormous influence. But it's because people have built themselves into these institutions and in the bureaucracy, similarly in government, where the left has a uh, really entrench themselves. And this is a big part of the need to fix this country. It's not just about elections and voting, but once officials are elected, good ones will look to fix these bureaucracies and help root them out because it's not about being left or right. It's do you function correctly as an institution? We need good institutions. We need good establishments. We need a good function in government. Yes. We really do. Hey, we, we also need good functioning restaurants and, and places we go to buy things. And and one of the things that's been very concerning to me, which I it's baffling as well, is the I, – and I want to get your thoughts about this, probably the last thought of the day today. Hope to have you on again in the future. But your thoughts on the national employee shortage that we see, see almost every single state has the same problem where you go to a restaurant and there's a sign in the window saying we're closed today because we can't find employees. What's going on? Because the, the employment numbers are, are pretty low. I mean, we have a unemployment number that's pretty comfortable, but yet we can't find people to work. Well, the, the employment numbers are low because it's been a farce for decades used by both sides. They use what's called the U3 numbers. I would encourage anyone to look up the U6 numbers at bls.gov and get an understanding, a better understanding of the employment situation. 
Also, once people have left the workforce and no longer report, no longer file for unemployment, they drop off the roll. So as a result, the number looks low, but the reality is we have still over 11 million jobs unfilled. We do have a problem with the workforce that largely due to COVID was paid to stay home and they've made decisions. We have another issue, which is, I think, more cultural, which is the value of work and a generation, by the way, which most Americans, I believe, and it's somewhat anecdotal, get it. Hard work, getting ahead, being an achiever. Uh, But we also have too many people working or not working And then, of course, mediocrity, again, affecting the economy. If you don't start young and build your way up in life, how do you become a better earner and therefore a better economy? Yeah, it's just uh, it's baffling to me. I mean, I've always wanted to work and I want to I want to earn what I make. It's no fun sitting at home. I don't think it would be fun. You'd probably feel worthless just getting a check every now and then. But a lot of people seem to like to do that. So, David. It's it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, hopefully, we won't wait ten years to have you on again. But again, folks, his name is David Webb, and you can see him on uh, Patriot One Twenty Five, the David Webb Show. Dave, thanks for your time today. Thanks, and uh, yeah, let's not make it ten years, Coach Pete. <laughs> you, you take care, my brother. Eight 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 six two three eight eight five eight 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 six two three eighty eight fifty eight, or just text four zero one K to six hundred seven hundred. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.